What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. Now, what is the point of putting out another T-style, Tele-style guitar into the world? We all know this, right? There, There's a ton of them. There is a ton of them. It's kind of ubiquitous. It's a thing that so many guitar builders have put out in the world or do put out in the world. So many companies, more than actually guitar builders, are actually the mainstream companies. They all have to have a tele style guitar and this runs right through it's it's not just inexpensive guitars which you know you can see it's an inexpensive kind of model to build so if you're offering a range of inexpensive guitars you know generally built abroad uh in the far east and stuff um and then shipped all over the world stuff like that you know what if 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 you're going to do that kind of makes sense that you're going to go to these traditional shapes have a lot less time in designing and putting these guitars together you know these shapes you know the general measurements and all that stuff cheaper to maybe get built in factories that are already building these style of guitars and you know it's not an it's not an expensive body type to build in particular uh a telly that's kind of the idea it's cheap fast to put together if you go with that very traditional way of doing it all of that stuff um basically yeah there you go there's there's a lot of reasons but it kind of goes all the way up there's a lot of high-end tele-esque guitars out there but there are lots of them that do it in a really interesting way and actually bring something unique to the table but there are lots that you might go whether you rate them or not lots that you might go yeah you know it's basically a tele um that's the way that it is we could have a big debate about whether that's good whether that's bad whether that's something that should be happening but i think something that's fair to come to whatever your opinion on that is if you are a guitar builder now or you know in the last few years recently in recent times i mean now as in this kind of time period right if you're a guitar builder now and you go i want to design my next model why in the world would you want to go for a tally a t-style guitar why would you want to do that because there's already so much competition out there it's been done so many ways surely all of the best things have been done it would be really hard to find a unique worthwhile way of doing it and if you didn't find a unique way of doing it how would it be worthwhile it's already out there in the world that was the approach as he tells it of yuha rukongas of rukongas guitars when he set about designing and making the mojo why in the world would you want to make a telly, a T-style guitar? It's already been done. Not really wanting to approach that. And yet, the mojo that we're talking about today is in that genre. It's a T-style, a telly-style guitar. But I think the mojo is a worthwhile guitar looking at, probably as a direct result of that approach and that mindset, because I think that is actually the correct, the best, the most productive mindset to have as a guitar builder today. I think that's the way to end up with a really unique model or a really unique take on a general archetype of a model is by saying, man, I don't want to do that (laughs) because it's been done a thousand times. I already know that Fender have it and they sell those in droves and you know we're talking 70 years at this point and more of this guitar being popular and sold and why in the world would i need to go out there and say hey i can also build that when fender are already building it they're building it at every single possible price point if you want all the custom crazy specs version they've even got the fender custom shop they've got everything handled there if you want a telly that's really just a telly so there's no point in doing that and in terms of a telly that tweaks the odd thing a telly that throws in a couple of new ideas 
Well, there's a lot of great other companies, whether we're talking smaller builders or bigger companies at the high end level that already do that, you know, because there's people that say like, well, you know, I, I want to tell you, but it's this kind of version of it, which Fender doesn't really offer. Um, or, you know, it's it's got some telly style elements, but I don't actually want to tell you. There's a lot of things I don't like about that. So it's just got the flavor and I want a lot of other things. This has been catered to for many, many, many years now by a lot of big companies and smaller builders. So I think the right way to approach something like that, whether it's you're doing a single cut guitar, whether you're doing T-style S-style, however you want to put it, with any of these main archetypes of guitar, I think the best way to approach it is with that kind of trepidation, that kind of almost slight unwillingness, uh, that lack of will to do it almost. Ugh, I don't want to make a telly. I think that's, that is the right way to approach it because then what happens is you don't make a telly. You end up having these T-type or T-style, whatever you want to call it, flavors in there, but you make a totally new guitar that actually yeah it's something new in the market but also advances what you can do in this kind of style of building and you're going to learn a lot from it and you're going to end up developing something that's going to attract musicians in a different way in a new way and open up new possibilities and actually put something out there that's worthwhile having out there i think the way to do that to kind of guarantee that that outcome or not guarantees no guarantees with these things but to make it much more likely that you get that worthwhile outcome. I think the best approach is, it sounds weird because not many things in life is it, you would have a kind of quote-unquote slightly negative outlook at the approach. But I think that outlook in this case, it's such an odd thing, is actually the right outlook to have because it's so strict. It's so kind of forceful to yourself. If you're in your head thinking like, I cannot just make a T-style guitar. I don't want to do that. I don't want to build those. It's been done. People know they can get them at Fender for cheaper than I can ever offer them. And they're great. And everyone already loves them. And there are also these six other companies I can list off my head that make a great other version of a T-Star guitar. I don't want to do it. That's so forceful on yourself that at every stage of the decision making, you're going to be making changes and tweaks to stay away from that to stick true to something from your own design philosophy from your own wants and needs as a guitar player and that's going to result in something that really beats its own path away from the standards and the more obvious choices with a telly or a t-style guitar uh, because you're kind of going to make yourself afraid of those choices you're kind of going to make yourself basically if not afraid, very unhappy with that path, the standard path in terms of your own building. And so that's going to keep you on the straight and narrow of kind of your own path. Probably not very straight and narrow. It's probably a winding path throughout all these other different choices, all these pitfalls of just ending up making another telly that uh, the guitar world probably doesn't need. But, um, you know, if, if, if even on those times where it's going to be hard to get the big picture, when you're kind of deep in your own, design process deep in your own prototyping deep in your own basically the whole process which is all those little decisions that make up the final outcome of the guitar when you're deep into that you're gonna even when you don't see that big picture make those choices in a way which leads you towards a unique outcome and a worthwhile outcome because you're going to be kind of constantly pushing yourself through this own internal slight yeah slightly negative force of i do not want to do that i want to make this i I don't know exactly what it is I want to make, but man, it is not just another telly. And that's how you end up, I think, um, judging from what Yoru Congress has said about it with his model, the Mojo. 
which is a cool name as well. It it's got that nice feeling as well. It's not just called like the something caster. You know what I mean? It's it's uh it's not a direct reference in the name to a to a telly, but like the fact that it's it's using the word mojo. It's like that's a, it's a word that's used so many times to talk about tellies and stuff, and that kind of that that twang sound you get out of it. It's just got some kind of stripped back cool to it that um it's almost like the name tells you that tells you what's going on here it's got the feel and the uh the mojo right it's got something about that some kind of hard to put your finger on essence of the telly and obviously as we go through talking about it you'll you'll see that but um it's also on its own path doing its own thing and 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 not just relational to that guitar which is cool um so i'm doing it as a highlight today because i think you know it's such an of all the overdone body shapes, some people will go, it's the most overdone. Um, you know, it's a really common thing to build when you're like starting to build guitars to obviously do a tele or tellies because like there's it's a very approachable thing to start building and designing to start getting a grip on understanding guitar design and guitar building. But um, so there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I think that's a great thing. But in terms of an experienced luthier designing your next model to put out or an experienced guitar company, if you're going to do this, I think you've got to have this attitude of like, hell no, am I doing a telly? I'm not doing it. Screw it. I'm not doing it. And that means if you end up down a path of kind of doing it, you'll you'll end up doing something actually different and actually expressive of yourself rather than just making another one. So what is the mojo? How does it work? Why is it different? Well, first of all, let's start with the body shape. The body shape is, you know, it's a single cutaway. It's going to remind you of a telly in some ways. But you know what? Kind of not really. It's got this fatter butt, I kind of want to say. It's kind of curvier. Um, the the telly is often a guitar. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. When I've shown pictures of guitars to people who are, like, not really into guitar, like, none of them really like the Telecaster. It's really interesting. Like, you know, even I'm talking about people, like, they don't even know the names of guitars really and stuff like like really you know they like music but they don't really like they don't know anything about guitars you think the telly just because it's so ubiquitous like so many players play it that association would be enough for people to be like oh that's a cool design in the same way that we as guitar players like it but i think that only happens when you're like really into guitar even if you're not a player like if you talk to someone who's like really into guitarists and and really into guitar solos and all this stuff like they might think a telly's cool because they do in their kind of mind associate it with like you know whether they associate it with um with whatever particular guitarist um doesn't really matter they might just associate it with guitarists they like and so it might kind of have a vibe for them but if you actually just show it to people who are not really into guitar they like they think strats look cool they obviously think like anything crazy with like crazy figured wood looks they're like whoa that's crazy any crazy finishing catches the eye right in terms of shapes yeah, they tend to like think strats look cool and they tend to think Les Pauls look cool. They tend to think tallies are not like ugly because it's kind of not demanding enough as a design and like striking enough to be ugly. Like if something's, if someone goes, oh, that's really ugly, it's usually an out there design, right? It's usually pushing the boundaries a little bit. It's usually something a little bit abnormal um, and it tends to be quite divisive and quite polarizing. Some people think it's beautiful probably if some people also think it's really ugly that's probably the way it goes um the tally is so like middle of the road even the people who don't know anything about guitar it's like there's something it's not just middle of the road to us because we know the telly as guitar people it's like to people who are just like in the music a little bit or whatever 
it has something objective about the telly design because it's so like dumb simple right that it just they get even without knowing anything about guitars for all they know that that could be the most difficult guitar to build they don't know anything but there's something about it that's so clearly simple that even someone that doesn't know anything about guitars looks at it and goes like yeah like they don't think it's ugly but they go like yeah it just kind of looks like a plank i've had that said to me several times by people like not really into guitar like that's how they've described the telly they're like yeah i mean yeah it's fine like i don't think it's it's ugly it's just kind of like a meh you know it's kind of just like a plank of wood is what it looks like and you're like i mean is is it that is it that obvious because <laughs> for us who know guitar we're like i mean it basically is just a plank of wood with a with a another thinner plank of wood bolted on one end of it like it is the simplest design in a way um it's got this cutaway for playability it's got really no curves at all it's got no carvings out of it you know nothing rounded really it is basically plank of wood with a thinner plank of wood bolted on at one end um that's what it is that's why it was made like that quick easy manufacturing simple and no frills which had an appeal to the musicians who just you know did not have this whole kind of encyclopedia of guitar design possibilities it was just the new age of solid body electric guitar and it was kickstarting that and was a big part of that and it, it, it the musicians needed that for the sound and the volume um and that's what was required and this would be simple quick relatively cheap to manufacture uh, mass manufacture that is and would get it out to all the musicians who would go yep this has got the sound this is doing the things that i needed rather than oh this is a pretty beautiful piece of art this guitar um anyway without going into the history of the telly it's just funny that 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 is so core to its design that even people who don't know anything about that stuff that i just said like the kind of vague history of the telly and stuff or the idea that it's easy to build or whatever relative to other guitars is like they'll still just look at it and it's so core to the design that people who don't know any of that context will look at it and almost know that they were like yeah it just kind of looks like a little really like simple kind of plank of wood doesn't look ugly you know but it's not something where i look at it and go like let's hang that on the wall it's it's kind of cool it's guitar but it's kind of nothing i think that's so interesting about the telly and i think if you're gonna make a telly these days um you've either got to like fully whole hog buy into that simplicity which then affords you the problem of how are you going to make it unique because tends to be if you're adding unique features and things to it you're kind of moving away from that simplicity you're adding you know you're complicating the design probably um or you've got to go we're not that isn't a part of it i'm not leo fender in the 50s thinking about how to mass manufacture this i'm a small guitar builder building guitars one at a time it's all about meticulous dense to detail all of these things why would i build a stripped back simple guitar um because who's coming to me for like the cheap cheap guitar right stripped back and simple can mean everything done to perfection no crazy fancy thrills but in terms of a plank of wood with another plank of wood bolted to it there's a company that already does that um and it's the same company that started doing it back in the 50s so no need to do that that's a cool thing about the mojo uh the body shape instantly is you would not look at it as a person that's not into guitar if i showed this to people they would not have that reaction even in the simple very much closer to the standard telly kind of vintage finish options with the mojo um you know there's there's even you can go for like a, a black guard kind of butterscotch kind of off-white tv why all of this stuff kind of finish options for the mojo especially the mojo classic you can even outfit it with the ashtray style bridge 
the classic telly combination of pickups with your lips that kind of pick up in the neck. Um, you know, you can do all of this. Uh, the switch is in a slightly different place. It's kind of at a more ergonomically friendly, easier to switch diagonal position, you know, a bit more like a strat switch so that it's kind of in the flow of where your strumming and picking of your hand is going, which is a bit nicer. Same with the volume and tone controls, a little bit easier to reach those without them getting in the way, which is, the, again, just the kind of stuff you should do. If you're going to build a telly, why would you build it with the stuff that players have complained about since and said doesn't work for them? Um, this that's, that's the logical side of it, is like if you're going to do something which is 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 inspired by the classics you know it's 70 years later we should probably make that switch in a slightly better position shouldn't we and then if someone wants the classic and wants it to look exactly like a telly they can go buy a fender um but if they don't then why would you put it in the place where no one likes it anyway um i think the telly switch looks cool because it's a telly switch but it's not in the right place in a lot of ways let's be honest um anyway maybe that's controversial opinion i don't think it is i've heard a lot of people say that uh, if you showed even that kind of more classically outfitted Mojo Classic to uh, just someone, like I said, who kind of looks at a telly and goes, yeah, it's kind of like very plank of wood looking, they would not say that about the Mojo. It's a lot kind of curvier. It's got something a little bit more elegant and refined about it. Um, a little bit more kind of exaggerated vintage cool in there as well. A bit curvier, like I say um which is nice but bigger bodied it looks in a way as well which is really really cool um and yeah some kind of more carving and stuff for the comfort which is which is really good um so that's really really cool and there are actually three versions of the mojo that all have this body shape um there's the mojo classic mojo king and mojo grande so the mojo classic is the one that's closest to as the name would suggest very sensibly named your classic kind of telly. Like I said, there's lots of things changed. This was the one which, uh, as Yuharu Kangas tells it, he avoided doing this. He did not want to build another telly. Lots of people have tried it, really improved on it. Um, difficult thing to improve on, but often just imitated, and he didn't want to just imitate. Uh, so really put the effort in to develop something here which has those classic elements which players enjoy but uh, really looks to bring in new elements not just a new body shape to it but uh, as well as the meticulous craftsmanship that would go into any Rukanga's guitar really actually has a lot of tweaks a lot of changes a lot of new design elements which are going to make people interested also of course there's just the fact straight up that it's a custom guitar so this is very customizable you can absolutely outfit these with a lot of different features which are going to take you a long way away from a telly if you like or if you say i want the kind of telly twang but with a lot of new design features different body shape things being a bit more ergonomic things being a bit more laid out for modern players in a way you can absolutely have that, which is fantastic. Um, if you also say, I want a telly twang, but I want the feel to be completely different and I want the vibe and the versatility around that to be completely different and kind of improved and modernized for a more kind of progressive player, a player who's going to span a lot more genres with uh, modern music sensibilities, then you can absolutely have that as well, which is cool. So the Mojo Classic is a lot more familiar. The Mojo King is kind of almost like a super hot-rodded version, which is really, really cool. Uh, the way it's described on the Rukanga's site is uh, sort of like the um, midlife crisis distilled into a guitar. <laughs> um, it's definitely got a hot-rodded sports car kind of vibe to it, which is really, really cool. Um, awesome custom color options on that as well. 
um, and, and some very cool looking hot rod style kind of hardware and pit guard design combinations, which are very, very cool matching headstock as well. And yeah, definitely this is keeping some of the classic elements of the kind of twangy guitar but man the way this is hot rodded if you're if you're into like a hot rodded telly thing if you're like there's a little bit of that telly vibe i want in there but i want to put three pickups in there and i want to put some other options in there and i want to kind of put some blinged out hardware or blinged out wood options on there um that's what the mojo king is all about and it, it really the way you can outfit this as a custom guitar becomes yeah a very interesting a very interesting highly customizable option um that just retains that kind of retro revisited feel like it doesn't seem like something actually from a vintage era but it feels like kind of some morphed highly modified highly modernized yeah exciting modified version of a vintage guitar it's got that retro vibe but it's like modified retro highly modified retro souped up retro um which is cool so yeah it's got that modded hot rod thing going on but not in a purely vintage way which is very very cool then the mojo grande is a semi-hollow um which you can absolutely have some very 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 gorgeous highly figured top wood on there um you can fit it out with all sorts of exotic woods and beautiful things or have it more simple and stripped back beautiful unique carving to the f holes and there's a choice of different f holes there as well um i love it when you kind of have this unique look to the f holes it's, it's a des- it's a place to add some design flair of your own and um it's cool when builders take the time to to offer that and to do that and to develop that and give the guitar kind of more of its own flavoring because of that um a very cool quote on the website about this is that um tommy emmanuel bought one of these mojo grandes and said it was the most acoustic electric guitar he had ever played that's a really cool endorsement not just because it's tommy emmanuel and obviously obviously he's amazing cool guitarist but also you know for him to say that an electric guitar has that level of resonance for him as someone who would who would know and who responds to that and has that as a big part of their playing is an amazing thing but um also it's just cool because it kind of sets the guitar apart in terms of what it's doing like we know about you know thin line tellies for example um i don't see the mojo grande as that usually when a builder has a t-style guitar and there's a semi-hollow version you instantly go yeah it's kind of like a thin line it's kind of like the telly semi-hollow thing which we're all familiar with or whatever um the grande isn't like that like it really feels like yes it has this t-style vibe or whatever you want to call it but really definitely i would compare it to other high-end semi-hollow body guitars i would not compare this to other t-style guitars including semi-hollow ones it feels like it's aiming more to be highly resonant and um with that really lush resonant beautiful tone that semi-hollows are going to aim for in general and i would kind of compare it up against those especially with these beautiful wood combinations which are taken into account so much of the kind of tonal aspects which is not always the case with a t-style semi-hollow guitar it doesn't you know it tends to use wood combinations that are more familiar to a t-style guitar than to a kind of beautifully put together carved top wood kind of thing anyway you know it so to me the mojo grande feels more comparable to that and feels like it's definitely taking another departure from the standard t-style route which is a really really cool 
thing. Another great thing about Rukonga's guitars is they have a guitar builder, like an online guitar builder. I mean, they have several guitar builders. It's in people. That's how they build guitars. You'd hope so anyway, right? But um, they have one of those online builder programs where you can go in and start configuring your own guitar, guitar configurator thing. Um, it's really cool. It's a really impressive one, really graphically impressive. And also it's not just like, you know, some of them are kind of almost like guitar silhouettes or kind of like a cartoonized version of the guitar so you know you select humbuckers and then the the little rectangles show up on this little guitar silhouette or you select three single coils and the little three single coil shapes up this is way more detailed than that this is like um for example on the mojo grande if you're selecting top woods uh it's specific woods that are that are in the guitar builder system so like these are tops like numbered um in there so you can actually scroll through and select the number of top that you want and the amount of effort the Rukong's guitars goes to on all of its online stuff like the website uh their their video output like all of the stuff that they do is super high quality it's so impressive like i know a lot of builders it's it's um you know it's a tough thing to juggle doing all of this when you're a guitar builder like you're not a website designer you're not a video maker and you got to do all these things like any small business owner it's like okay i want to I want to open a local store and I'm managing the accounts of that and that's what I'm good at and, and and selling to people. But now suddenly I also have to be a videographer and a website designer and a content creator and all that. It's, it's difficult for anyone. Um, especially if you, you know, you really enjoy working with wood and working with your hands, sitting at a laptop all day, figuring stuff out is not very enjoyable. Um, I can imagine. But, you know, uh, the Rukanga stuff, you know, however much they do themselves, work with other people, which is a very sensible thing to do, work with, experts in their own fields right um yeah their, their online stuff is great like always great pictures great videos great sound samples get good artists to do cool stuff with good audio quality um their guitar configurator is no different um i believe you can even like get it on ipad or something as well like on an app um which is cool but anyway you can just use it on their website like if you go to the page i've linked in the description of this podcast for the mojo model you can go through and start configuring your own version of these and like it's so cool that it's specific options. It's really graphically impressive. It's a very smooth thing to use. They're taking the time to even like write little descriptions of each of the tops, for example, you're choosing and going through on figured wood options. When you got that option, it's like, you know, the number of different tops and it's going through telling you about the woods, um, which is an important thing because I've talked before on this podcast about how they use Arctic birch and do uh, thermal aging processes. And a lot of that's to do with sustainably managed forests, but also it cr- they have this beautiful figured Arctic birch, which looks nothing like any other figured wood you've seen. It's really beautiful kind of feathered effect to the wood. Um, and they go through kind of the thermal treating process, which you know thermally aging stuff is is when done correctly produces only positive effects and produces the positive effects of natural wood aging but obviously sped up um i mean i say natural it's still a natural process but you know what i mean um time aging (laughs) if you like um which is really really cool or environmental aging it's really interesting stuff that they do which i have talked about before and i was specifically talking about different wood tops and guitar builders that use really interesting unique top woods and i was talking about the arctic birch that rukangas uses you know when you go through that there's 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 little information on there in the guitar builder about the specific tops as well saying like oh this is this is this top and it's paired with this other one um you know this one we decided not to book match because the figuring is like this this one we don't usually do tops like this but for this one it made sense this is 
one piece which is pretty rare and the figuring on it is crazy as you can see particularly towards the edges you know it's really like a consultation um and it's not just like kind of scrolling through like oh do i want this pickup or that pickup from a drop down menu it really feels like you're having kind of a digital consultation in a way uh with them uh, it's a really detailed builder and very graphically impressive and you could select what kind of finishes um man i love that see if you're bored at home um maybe i should do a whole episode of this just telling you all of the builders that have the coolest um and all the companies that have the coolest guitar configurators because it's uh, it's such a, i mean it gives you it gives you like serious gas like you just want to buy stuff but <laughs> but like it's dangerous i mean that's why they have them right um i'm sure it makes them some sales but um so, so that's the warning that that's the definite like just to warn you it might make you want to buy a very nice guitar but um if you have willpower and you think you'll be able to resist that man it's such a fun way to spend time if you're like a complete idiot guitar nerd which you probably are you're listening to a guitar podcast so i always assume that you are oh man i don't know why we find this stuff fun but like trust me it's fun because because it's just it's like going to a guitar store and like looking at all the expensive stuff you don't you can't afford and even like asking to play a couple of them you know what i mean or they have like the the kind of special room with the kind of their private stock prs's and custom shop gibsons they have and stuff and it's you know it's just fun to look at it you're not actually going to buy it you might even think the prices are totally crazy or whatever but even if that's the case or if you are actually shopping for this kind of thing or keeping an eye on it then it's obviously fun as well that's the great thing about it regardless of what you're in the market for what your budget is this stuff is just fun and exciting because it's like top tier super cool stuff um and whilst we're all at home and a lot of us aren't able to go to guitar stores or you know we're able to go by appointment or we're able to go but you're not allowed to touch as much stuff or whatever you know the weird times we live in guitar configurators are fun man it kind of scratches that itch a little bit it's like because you go through and you see all the finish options and because it's like full-on custom shop luthier stuff you can go through and they have all these finish options and you can like change the tops with the different finishing and then you're uh, sorry the different figuring and then you're changing the different finishing and you're pairing those up and just seeing what's available it's so much fun i mean you're such a loser to find that fun right <laughs> but like, i'll be the first to admit it i don't care i find it fun um it's geeky and it's kind of like um you know a bit dream guitar thing uh like it's cool just to go to guitar shops and see what all the new stuff is and uh, and think about how cool it all is that's it and then you know you go to like the the room with the crazy custom shop stuff and that's like this extra level of fun because it's like dream guitar aspirational stuff you're like man i know this is out of my league but this is so cool and it and then even if it is in your league it's just like oh my goodness look at what's available this is crazy um and this stuff's like an even next level on top of that so I'm saying if you're bored at home, like click on the link in the description. It takes you to the Mojo page. And if you click on any of the models like Mojo Classic, Mojo King, Mojo Grande, it takes you to the guitar configurator. Like just let that load up and go on it and play around and, um, you know, scroll through the finish options, see a bunch of pickups on there. And like I said, it's actually like uh, not just graphically impressive and not just actual like specifics in terms of wood choices and stuff. It's um that information is really good because you know the guitar configurators it's kind of fun to dream about you know let's say it's like kiesel or something you go on and you're like what would i put together and that's a fun exercise i think we've all done that nerdily now and again but um when it's like 
this with the information you're actually kind of learning about what they offer and you're actually getting way more information than a lot of configurators offer you know like it's actually guiding you and giving you info about what to pair with what and what looks cool together and what's an interesting option that you might not have considered you actually learn a lot which is um not i don't know if there's many other configurators that do that so uh you know hats off again to rukangas for actually putting the time and effort uh to go above and beyond on the stuff that they put up um so anyway that's enough of me blabbing i thought it would be cool to share with you the mojo because i think it's an actually impressive you know it, it generally goes in there I, I even feel like even though they put it in the kind of t-style area i i feel like it generally goes in that archetype it's in the archetype of t-style if you if you set it up with all the the, the kind of like classic finishes um you make it kind of look like a black guard and you, you go for that ashtray bridge and the pickups and stuff obviously you're, you're getting towards telly-ish but um i kind of hesitate to put it in there because i really feel like the mojo has its own thing going on um and i did an episode this before talking about the surfer from um sound of the in in the netherlands and talking about how that was kind of the right way to go with an s-style guitar because it reinvented like every single element of it um and even though the design and the body shape was very familiar as an s-style guitar um like every single element on it was completely redone like all the measurements you know um once you started getting a closer look at it and i had my first interaction with one at a guitar uh show just like standing there looking at it on the table it was just like oh that's different that's different that's and you start to talk to the builder about it and it's all these clever reinventions so in the end it's like i want a three pack up guitar but i want a whole bunch of modernized features and a whole bunch of redesigned ergonomically designed modern player specific features it, it had all of that which was cool um this is this kind of reminds me of that it's like and there's a couple to do this these 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 vaguely t-style things in that archetype but really have created their own space and i think the mojo does that so i think it was worth pointing out for a guitar highlight today that's enough blabbing about guitars as i say on every episode it all comes back to the music and hey What's good of what's the good of designing these cool things and buying these cool things if you're not gonna get inspired and make a bunch of great music? And obviously a big part of getting inspired is listening to great music and finding great music. And man, I found a new track. Relatively new, it came out a couple weeks ago. Um love this track, like heavy, filthy guitar sounds, like really, really, really enjoying this track. It's like one of these like straightforward, straight to the point tracks. Love it. This track is called The Drake. It's by Cleopatric. Um, yeah, man. I'm going to link to that in the description of the podcast, as always. Uh, I've just linked to the YouTube uh, like official video because then it'll always be available for everybody on there. Um, always nice when I can find a link that you know I know everyone can access nice and easily. Go and check that out, man. The Drake by Cleopatric. Heavy, filthy, straight to the point. Great stuff. Um, check that out. Check out the Mojo. Hopefully, between those two things, you get inspired to pick up guitar, play yourself, and have a good one. So anyway, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. I'll catch you, as always, tomorrow.